Of course, the boys of NASCAR and girls of NASCAR were at Daytona, the Daytona 500, Sunday, Super Speedway Racing. And Chief, of course, you guys remember Chief, talking racing on uh, all the socials. Uh, you can follow his racing adventures there. And uh, Chief, how are you doing today, man? Doing good, doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. We had a nice conversation with Tyler Reddick earlier today. Um, you know, oh, and nice. I, I brought up his, uh, you know, his uh, boo boo there to cause the first racket, you know, wreck of the Daytona 500. And he said he, his car was squirrely. He wasn't used to being in that spot, you know, trying to push that top lane uh, and uh, didn't know quite how to handle it. And he lost control. And then when the bump came, he kind of lost it. But we saw, what, four. Uh, big wrecks, including during the overtimes uh, there over the weekend. What was your general over, uh, you know, overview thoughts of the Daytona 500 over the weekend? I was content with it. Content. Yeah, like, it didn't really, really stand out. Too. It wasn't like a super great race. Like, oh, my gosh, here it comes. I mean, I thought it could have been. Obviously, before uh, the Suarez crash there late, um, I thought it was shaping up to be a really good race with, the RFK guys and Brad Kozlowski and Chris Buescher, and then the RCR guys with Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon. Yeah. But then uh, as far as spun out, then it kind of just did typical Daytona stuff. But, uh, you know, just kind of go back through the weekend, it's like, man, you had three races at Daytona, and none of them, like, came racing to the checkered flag. And, and you know, it's one of those things, like, man, the biggest weekend of the year, all eyes on you, and I, nobody I, races to the checkered flag. I mean, Friday night, you had the race get cut short by the rain. Yeah. Saturday... They, you know, caution comes out last lap, so they end up, you know, having three guys who they had to go review the footage for for five minutes. And then uh, same thing uh, on Sunday. It's like, wouldn't it be nice to just see these guys race to the checkered flag of the Daytona 500 for once? Well, I saw several people that are in the media that don't follow NASCAR, right, uh, that were watching it, and they were like, really, this is, uh, this is it? You know, they don't even finish the race to the checker. Now, that's a, that's been a complaint before with this overtime system. So the way it works is, for those of you that don't know, you know, overtime is two laps. And once the checker flag is thrown on that second lap for the final lap. White flag. I'm sorry, white flag. The first car, uh, you know, once he crosses the start-finish line and the white flag is thrown, next flag ends the race. And of course, that happened with uh, with of course the big wreck there. Kyle Busch was involved with it, and and it gave um, you know Ricky Stenhouse Jr. the Daytona 500 win for uh, you know the Doherty team. And it was uh, you know it's un it's definitely uh, un the- theatrical. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. It's not it's not very exciting ending, right? Right. I mean, it's one of those things where you're shaping up. You're like, all right, white flag's out. Man, we got two and a half miles left for this one. Like, come on, what's going to happen? And then they get to turn one, and there's a crash. And it's like, all right, maybe they'll let them go. And it's like, ah, no, that, that wreck was pretty hard. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of a NASCAR's policy on those things, which, you know, I totally understand it and agree. You know, hey, look, that was a pretty violent hit. We want to throw the caution and get our safety crews out there uh, pretty quick and immediately. Because there's been times when they've waited on that stuff. And, uh, you know, Kyle Busch. Uh, go back to uh, one of his uh, Xfinity Series races uh, that he ran at Daytona years ago, and he broke both his ankles. And NASCAR was like, ah, let's keep it green. Yeah. You know? And he's in the car like, I got an engine stuffed on my ankles here, guys. So, <laughs> you know, but I had to wait. Yeah, I mean, it's, 50 it's seconds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's controversial. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing that I think drives people nuts as you watch the season 
is they're they're quick to throw the yellow in this race and finish the race, right? But there will be a race later on, like you just said, where something major will happen and they'll just keep them racing. And, and everybody's going to be like, where was the yellow on that, right? Uh, so the, the inconsistency, I think, you know, it's not just football. It's not just basketball. It's not baseball. Where we complain about the inconsistencies of the refereeing. It's the same in NASCAR as well. Just we need consistency when it comes to this stuff. What type of wreck is going to bring out the yellow right away and what kind of wreck is going to be allowed to go through? And they need to define that and then just stick by it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of my issue too. If the whole Suarez crashes, I mean, if you look at Suarez's wreck, you know, initially he just kind of went down to the apron where there was nobody right before pit road and just spun out, didn't hit anything. Yeah. And then they're like, yellow. I was like, Oh, what the heck? But then they did come back. Uh, about a minute and a half later, and somehow he got stuck in the grass and needed to get help. So, I mean, if that would have been the case, you couldn't leave a guy there, right? Especially coming down to the white flag in the Daytona 500. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, a typical, you know, I guess controversy, you know, reigns in, in these types of events. So, you know, some publicity is good than others. But I think for the most part, you know, obviously an old dirt guy, right? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, wins the Daytona 500. Uh, kind of shocked everybody. Tell me, I actually was going to tweet out with like four laps to go before that big wreck uh, when Suarez's uh, tire went down, right? And they had to, you know, they had to deal with that. Um, I actually was putting out there the top five, and I was like, tell me if you had money on these guys because the only guy in that top five that you would have had in there was Kyle Busch. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. All five of my bets uh, lost. Uh, Ricky... Yeah, Ricky is one of those guys who he's always good at these type of tracks. Uh, you go back to his two career runs before this. Uh, first one came at Talladega. Second one came at Daytona back when he drove for Roush Family Racing. And then, uh, you know, kind of since then, I mean, I think his first year with the JTG Doherty team, yep. they had the fastest car in the field. He went out, won the pole with that race, like stopped him by, you know, a pretty good, like, mile per hour. Uh, and half second there, and then uh, you know had a fast car for his duel, fast car in the race. But a lot of the stuff that happens to him is he's just really aggressive. Uh, a lot of not you know being being too impatient, uh, where he's kind of earned the ne- nickname of Ricky Stenhouse or uh, Ricky Spinhouse, yeah. Wreck House, um, yeah. So some 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 you know, uh, line of that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know I, I well I was looking at the odds. I was like, man, you know you get pretty good money on him, but it's like, yeah, but he's gonna crash something. He, he's he, you know, you would have a better chance of betting Ricky Stenhouse would be out in the first 100 laps than he would be making 200 laps. And if he makes it to 200, chances are he's going to be crashing coming to the checkered flag. So, uh, you know, I, I think when you look back at his career, this race, I mean, he, he was patient. He didn't really make these bold moves. Uh, going back to Thursday night, the duels, too. Uh, you know, you had me on Thursday, and, uh, you know, that night I was watching the duels, and there was his race, and it's like, hey, he's running eighth. Like, let's see, he's going to be that guy to break out in line, and, even Clint Boyer said, oh, Ricky, Ricky's going to do it right here. He's going to get aggressive. Never got aggressive. And I think you saw that during this race where he just kind of let it play out and, you know, took advantage of the most of his opportunities. Last year, he started on the front row for a late restart and said, all right, that's never going to happen again. Here again, green white checker. He got a chance to start on the front row and he made the most of it. Yeah, I mean, is, is, is Ricky going to be – now, he's got two other wins going into, you know, this win here uh, on his NASCAR resume. 35 years old. He's been around for a long time. Uh, and uh, But, you know, is, is he going to be one of those types of racers, you know, uh, McDowell a couple years ago uh, and stuff where he wins the Daytona 500 and then just struggles all season and goes back to just being the guy that maybe a couple top ten finishes, but generally it's just going to be, a, a, you know, a normal season for him in the back. 
You know, I'm interested in how it goes for him this year because he has Mike Kelly back on the pit box. And Mike Kelly had great success with Ricky back in their, uh, you know, Xfinity days at Roush Fenway where Ricky won championships, uh, back-to-back championships in the number six car for Roush. Then he moved to the cup side of Roush. And that was kind of when, you know, in my opinion, didn't really get a fair shake at it just because that was when Roush was on the downslope. Yeah. Like, Roush cars, I mean, they went from having all five of a five-car stable in the playoffs one year to not even sniffing top fives, you know, when, you know, their last couple of years there before they cut down from a five-car team to now their two-car team. So I, I, I feel like, you know, I, the jury's still out. I think when it initially happened, it's like, all right, well, Ricky's in the playoffs. And then, you know, kind of look at the board, like, all right, well, Ricky's going to be out of the playoffs after the first four races. Uh, but, you know, with Mike <laughs> Kelly, I kind of I, – I'm interested in, in how they uh, kind of get along. Um Obviously, they told a lot of good stories post-race Daytona. And even Ricky said, hey, you know what? One of the things about being here is these guys aren't far off. He's like, we have this simulator. We have this equipment. We have this stuff. We can compete with these guys. I mean, they are Hendrick back team. They have sponsorship for the whole year. Like, Kroger is their main sponsor for 38 races of the year, which is just shocking to have in today's NASCAR. Uh, Yeah, they are a one-car team, so the resources, you know, are a little bit limited to uh, the bigger teams, but I think, you know, if they invest enough to kind of, you know, get on the up and up with the, the Hendrick Motorsports, that uh, alliance that they have, I think they could turn some heads, maybe get another win. I mean, Ricky was pretty adamant saying, look, I feel like we can win other tracks opposed to this, uh, but, you know, the verdict's still out on that. Yeah, I mean, well, we saw that with uh, Chase, uh, you know, uh, sorry, uh, Ch- Ross Chastain last year kind of came out of nowhere, right, on a team that nobody had huge expectations for, uh, kind of did it. But look, I mean, even Chris Boucher, who's part of that team, you know, ended up finishing third, was was actually in the lead there for a little bit uh, toward the end of that race. So uh, teammates there, but a lot of people don't know it. You know, I, I get a lot of crap on here from the text line. Uh, about talking NASCAR, you know, with our relationship with Phoenix Raceway. But people don't realize Michael Jordan's part of a NASCAR owner, right? right? We talked to Tyler Reddick. He's his owner uh, there. Uh, you know, this is uh, Doherty, man. In North Carolina, basketball fame is co-owner of this team. Uh, you know, NBA All-Star, you know, All-American at North Carolina. These guys are leaving other sports. Of course, Joe Gibbs famously has done it. Uh, you know, um, Emmett Smith has, a, you know, an Xfinity team out there. Uh, and everything, and we're starting to see, is that is that what this new-gen car is going to do, is going to give us some of these teams that traditionally aren't up in the front, are now racing in the front, and the big powerhouses like Joe Gibbs has that competition that they have to face uh, moving forward? I, mean, you know, I think that's the whole reason for the next-gen car. You know, you go back to last year, obviously, uh, you know, we take Daytona out of the equation and yeah. say, all right, let's get to some tracks where we're going to see if the competitiveness is still there with these smaller teams. And I think last year, I mean, heck, you know, we're going to Fontana this weekend. Last year, we were at Fontana. And like you said, I mean, Daniel Suarez almost won that race. Uh, Was Kyle Larson had to pass him late, you know, two laps to go to win that race. Uh, Eric Jones, very fast last year. Ross Chastain, uh, he was the first car last year in practice to hit the wall. And, you know, they had to do the whole next-gen backup car thing. And, you know, that's right kind of when we got in the garage last year where (laughs) – they were well, buying parts. What's going on? And they're like, oh, we got four guys who hit the wall, and we think we only have two backup cars. Remember we got figure out. They were all spinning out, coming out of Ford, just on the track by themselves, remember? Chase Elliott spun out, uh, and all of that going to that racetrack last week, last year, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of one of the things, like, all right, what's going to happen? But then, you know, those guys rebounded, and those small teams, like you thought, I mean, 
Trackhouse turned out to be a huge player last year, obviously getting the both their cars in the playoffs, got one in the Final Four with Ross Chastain in the wall ride. They just locked up both their guys. I think as soon as we hung up last weekend, yeah. uh, Ross Chastain signed his deal with uh, Trackhouse, so they got both their drivers locked up long-term. Uh, you know, this JTG Doherty thing, I mean, just to go back, Brad Doherty, I mean, this guy loves NASCAR. He has been a, he's been involved in NASCAR for probably 25 years now. Uh, mid nineties, late nineties, yeah. something like that. He's been involved in NASCAR, you know, owns his own team. I felt bad cause I did hear the story. I guess he had eye surgery on Sunday yeah. and missed the finish. Yeah. The sun was getting to him and the bright lights. So he left said, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> left the racetrack. And man, like, I just want to hear, cause I know he does a show on Sirius every now and then. That's kind of want to hear his thoughts. Like, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I read that too, and it's like, man, what you know. But now the problem is he's gonna have to leave every race when they're uh, you know up front because right? uh, <laughs> you got that side right. Uh, look, I mean, uh, you know, the broadcasting side was uh, you know a little hit or miss. Uh, Tony Stewart, Danica Patrick were announced uh, earlier today that they're going to continue to broadcast some upcoming upcoming races. Of course, Fox has only announced its broadcast lineup through Atlanta, which is the fifth race of the season. Uh, I'm just glad uh, you're going to Fontana this weekend, right? That's the plan. I, I'm okay. looking at the weather right now. Uh, I, I'll probably make my decision about 3 a.m. Sunday if that's a good or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, going to have some bad. So we're, well, my point is, is uh, you know, I'm I'm scheduled to go then Vegas. Then Arizona here. Uh, just thank goodness I do not have to watch the broadcast because Tony Stewart, I said this last week, can he get any enthusiasm in his voice when he's talking on the broadcast? I think the only time he got hyped up really was whenever they're like, oh, man, Ryan Priest looking pretty good. He's like, yeah, I know he is because, I mean, you go back to uh, Ryan Priest was in that 41 car. Well, it's mainly because Tony Stewart told Gene Haas, hey, we're going to put Ryan Priest in this 41 car whether you like it or not. And by the way, Cole Custer, I get it. Uh, you know, he kind of told Daddy Custer, who is, by the way, uh, you know, CEO of uh, yep. Stewart Haas Racing, one of the presidents there, like, hey, by the way, your son's going bump down the Infinity Series. Like, so he, he got pretty excited when uh, Ryan Priest was running good. But no, I mean, like you said, we, we talked about last year, gosh, Fox needs that second guy in the booth full time. And we were hoping that they would just bring Larry McReynolds yeah. back into the booth full time. Uh, obviously, he does his stuff. Uh, from Charlotte in the studios. Uh, but Stuart and Danica, I don't know. I don't think Danica, I mean, she didn't really do enough and was involved enough in the sport to, I don't think, to provide, like, super yeah. great insight. But that's not like a knock. She just didn't really get a, a, a shake, right? Well, uh, she but did. Obviously, but, next year, but, Kevin but, Harvick taking over that Fox yeah. role is going to be huge to have both those guys in there but full she, time. Yeah, I mean, you know, Danica had her problems, right? She she crashed a lot and stuff like that. But but right. would there would there have been anything better than Danica interviewing Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at the end of that race? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Right? I mean, I wonder how that relationship is. Uh, uh, it's not good. I, was, uh, I, think, uh, I was, think they've been fences. No, I was reading. Uh, was it last year? At the end of last year, where Danica flat out told uh, Fox that uh, she will not talk to him, she will not do interviews with him, or anything like that. I think it was last year, or maybe it was the off season. Uh, where she she has told Fox she will not deal with him at all. In case you guys don't know, they used to date for a bunch of years. So, um, so there's the history. Yeah, there, five, right? five year relationship. Yeah. And they, that's when you and I were going up to the bull ring in Vegas and, and uh, seeing them there and that type of stuff. Yeah. Wu says, hey, Chief. She says, I think a NASCAR and Xfinity need a better way. Of course, text on let me, lets me down right there. 
you know. She just thinks that Scar and Affinity needs a better weight, Chief. Right? <laughs> what, what, uh, what does that even mean? <laughs> I, 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 the text line let me down. Uh, better way to uh, indicate you caution. Don't, you don't have the Affinity no. Either, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's not it's not uh, the internet that's causing the problems. She said I think NASCAR and Xfinity need a better way to indicate caution in overtime to make it clear who wins. I think it was clear who wins cuz the second that wreck happened I went I said I said did Logano just win this cuz I thought Logano was in the lead and I was kind of shocked to see it was Stenhouse was what a nose ahead of him roughly uh there. Um I I think it was clear but if you don't know the rules obviously it's not, right? But I kind of feel like they're also talking about the city race itself on yeah, Saturday, that was where yeah. we had three guys: it was Austin Hill, uh, Justin Elgar, and somebody else who's escaping my mind right now. I was at a wedding watching this on my phone, <laughs> uh, where all three of them were just parked on the front straightaway, and we're like waiting. It's yeah. like, what, what are we doing here? And you know, NASCAR went back. They, I mean, they got the call right, obviously. I mean, they went back, reviewed the tape, said, "All right, here's when the caution was thrown. Here's who was leading," and it was probably by like the smallest of millisecond. Seconds and middle inches, whatever you want to say. Milliseconds, yes, that's what they say. Yes, uh, yeah, no, I I agree with that with the Xfinity side there, but I, there was a lot of confusion yesterday. But like I said, I know the rule and I understand it, so maybe it's maybe it's just me. But it's Patrick says, "Wow, nineteen years, what waste of time and money uh, to put down on Cardinals tickets." He's talking about uh, Papa Mike saying he does no longer want Cardinals tickets. Chief, I know you're on to talk NASCAR, but. Cardinals hire, you know, Browns quarterback coach who's never called plays before as their OC to get this offense up and running. I say it's very disappointing. It's very meh. It's very uh, non-enthusiastic. What say you? Uh, yeah, since you didn't give me a name, I'm going to say that that is uh, very disappointing. Well, uh, my, well I, this, this was my test because I had a feeling you didn't know this, but it doesn't matter his name, because you've never heard of him before. Cleveland Brown quarterbacks coach Drew Petzing. Yeah. yeah, does that help you? This is the point. Uh, yeah, Pesney. Yeah, oh, Pez dispenser. <laughs> That's what we always called him because he was always just throwing balls to everybody like a <laughs> Pez dispenser. Okay? Uh, yeah, so thank you for proving my point that uh, nobody cares. And they made bad. They, these are just. These are no-name hires to not get the fan base up. But one thing that NASCAR is uh, facing, you know, is the start of the season. You got Auto Club this weekend, then Vegas, then Phoenix, then Atlanta. Uh, so we got some uh, fast races and some, uh, you know, uh, some regular racing coming our way. It's going to be an exciting start of the season. We'll, we'll recap. We'll make our predictions on the season uh, later on in the week when you come back, uh, Chief, previewing Auto Club this weekend. Uh, I know the rain's going to be an issue, maybe coming up but uh you I'm, know i'm already sad about it too i'm already sad about this potentially being the final is that mile race is that because you i know that's what i talked to tyler reddick about he said that he loves this racetrack and the way it runs and uh you know he's you know we don't know the configuration they're obviously going to redo the track and all those uh, grooves and bumps that get in it because it is only run once a year it's not a toxic wasteland Right, so uh, we're all going to grow third arms from visiting there. And, uh, you know, all that's going to go away for us a little bit after this year. So hopefully they can get this race and it'll be a fun little race. We'll we'll see, but, man, I I am sad if this is the end of the two-mile era of Auto Club Speedway. Hopefully Texas can figure out a way to redo their track into a two-mile. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, the, the two milers are different races. Like when we go to when we go there, I'm always like, man, I forget how long two miles is because <laughs> it takes so long for them to come back around to us, right? So yeah, but they're fun. I mean, like you no, said, are, I mean, we'll yeah. talk a little bit more on Friday. Like Auto Club built in 1997, the brainchild of Roger Penske uh, hasn't been repaved since. Like that surface yeah. is still old 1997 surface, which is kind of worrisome if it does rain. It is going to be a long time to get that old 1997 yeah. surface the, redone. The, the paint, every building looks like it from 1997 on the outside. The stands look like it's from 1997. It's it's got that old, uh, you know, it's kind of like what Wrigley looked like before they re, you know they redid it. It's got this old uh, feel right. to it, and and everybody loves and, that. And I'm not retro. saying it, I'm not saying it doesn't need an upgrade. It definitely needs an upgrade. But do I think the upgrade needs to be to shrink it? Get rid of. One and a half miles of racetrack. I don't know. Verdict's still out. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're sitting on thirty million dollars worth of land, you're going to shrink too. Yeah, you're going to sell some of it and uh, shrink your racetrack, also, right? Sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> all right, Chief. I appreciate it. Uh, Daytona. I thought it was an was an all right race. It wasn't anything to get excited about. It, but I'm also not a big Daytona guy. Like it's fun to watch, but I you know I don't even consider it part of a race in the season, <laughs> even though it is. You know, everybody got points for it. But I'm just like, all right, let's get this over with and let's get the real racing going uh, thing. So we'll talk that later on the week, man. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, guys, we'll get the text line cleared out when we come on back. The main event, 1580 The Fanatic.